The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max wishes you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to deletion! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag alpha versus omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. It was incredible. Like, of course, like I want to go down in history for someone that managed to change the division from something that was kind of not looked down upon, really. But like, we weren't taken very seriously, and now we take it very seriously. I mean, there was like women's wrestling chants out there, and it's really freaking cool. So, like, I don't know, to, like, be the one that helped create that and take that stigma away is, like, it's incredible. Like, I don't know, like, it's really hard for me to describe stuff when I'm, like, full of emotion and stuff, but it's really freaking cool, you know? Like, we get to be a part of history. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max, episode 278, part one. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where we go get all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. Don't forget to go so hit that subscribe button and rate and review over at Wrestling of the Max. Once you do that, you'll get all of our great podcasts and a nice package and on that bow you will be able to get every single thing unwrapped from that one nice little place you'll have everything that we have to offer hey and if you want everything w2mnet.com has to offer make sure you hit the w2m network that's right you subscribe there and you'll not only get this great show but you'll also get shows like wrestling unwrapped you'll also get run the running wild podcast and all the other great shows and of course other ventures like video games sports and entertainment so there you go also once again big love to formula one mania and last word on ProWrestling.com for their support. We appreciate them, so go check them out. All And, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, everything else is in the books for, you know, uh, you know everything else we do. So uh, there we go. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And Mr. Paul Leeser. hey So, guys, it is the holiday season, and we are here, and uh, I lack my cup of cheer. I wish I had a cup of cheer right now, because 
be nice, but uh, I'll hopefully get one of those later on. Uh, but here we are, and I'm ready to to get into some you know great wrestling talk tonight. We'll have lots of different quick hits that are, man, some are really intriguing, and then some are kind of sad. And there's a, there's a, it's it's a yin and yang this week in news, uh, but that's okay. That's kind of the way it works out a lot of times. And we'll also jump into this week's Ring of Honor TV taping. Uh, just a really quick note here: we were going to do final battle. But yours truly uh, has not watched it yet. I have had a lot of things going on this weekend. And uh, so, yeah, I apologize. Uh, Paul and I will be doing that. And Sean wants to as well. Sean is, uh, you know, he has time as well. Uh, On Thursday, we're all going to try to get into some final battle talk. We'll kind of go through that and uh, do that. Since we don't have Impact Wrestling, that kind of filled the void on that Thursday show. So, yeah, there there you go. And uh, also... Me and Sean did Clash of Champions last night, so we hope you guys go tune in on that. We had a lot of fun talking Clash of Champions. Sean even got to debate a guy on YouTube over that show, so it's getting a little reaction, and that's okay. I like that. I like people kind of chant back at us, and that's a good thing, Sean. I I always love a a nice debate. It's always good to have debates and know that people are caring enough to not only listen, but also let you know how they feel about what you say. So, always appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We always appreciate it. I encourage it a lot because I just really like to hear many, many points of view. And that's the way I'm in my normal everyday life, just, uh, you know, get to hear different points of views on different things. And, you know, if we talk wrestling every week, it's nice to have another voice besides our own. Boy, uh, this holiday season, once again, has been crazy. I'm going to give really quickly a quick story, you guys. Uh, I was really excited, you know, this afternoon. I was going to take my daughter to go see Santa Claus. We pumped her up for it, got ready. We went all the way down to what we have here in Dallas, North Park Mall, because apparently there's a really good Santa. And uh, we get down there, and guess what? You had to go early in the morning to get tickets to this thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I drove way out of my way after work and, yeah, got screwed, kind of. Uh, so... Oh. Back to the normal place where we go, which I actually like a lot. I, I was going on the recommendation of my mother who works for a photography place and blah, blah, blah. So that's okay. Uh, we're going to get past it tomorrow. Hopefully, I will have my daughter in front of Santa Claus. So a failure tonight, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Can't yeah. win them all. Yeah, so ooh, so my my start to the holiday uh, has been kind of weird, but I, hey, I'm looking forward to a bigger, better things this week, and I know you guys are too, you know, so lots of crazy stuff going on. Um, did you guys have anything going on right now? Sean, do you have anything going on this week? Anything big? Anything fun? Uh, nothing uh, fun. Just, you know, the kids have school till Friday, so just job searching and working on the site and stuff so oh, well there you go i mean hey that, that's fine it's okay to have a little chill time i personally uh, am just dragging it through the week because i gotta work six days straight this week and uh pff, I, i'm down one uh so that's the positive thing so i got five on now so we'll, we'll try to get through that uh you know we can't all be party animals like paul i know you enjoyed your sunday uh I'm sure that was a blast, and of course, did you? Yeah, I'm sure you watched Clash of Champions when you got home. Uh, no, I actually still haven't got around to it I, because I watched Final Battle because we had to talk about that on Monday. So, oh, <laughs> uh, sh- look at there, Paul. It's okay. You. you will be fine not having watched <laughs> that. 
<laughs> reading results and reviews and stuff like that, it seems like I made the smart choice by having fun with my friends for Christmas. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. Trust me, uh, Sean and I probably would have rather done the same. But hey, we at least got to to, yeah, to we, celebrate. We got to watch, you know, an index card decide a first down. Yeah. So that was. <laughs> What that a, was uh, thrilling in itself. Unbelievable finish to that game. I know this isn't the football show, but, I mean, Mr. Heath, Jeff Heath, just absolutely sprinting across the field to knock, um, I'm forgetting his name. Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Derek Carr. Knocked him out of bounds, forcing the touchback, winning the game. That guy's got a job for life now, probably. <laughs> Uh, to uh, yeah, to, to each his own. Uh, Jeff Heath is a little fifty-fifty. He does good things and he does really hey, bad things. I, so. I'm fine with Jeff Heath. He's good. Yeah. So yeah, he just kept you guys in the playoff hunt. So I I, I wouldn't bag on him too hard, Gary. Now no, I know. I know. Now watch them go blow it against Seattle yeah. after Seattle got whooped. So uh, you know you get given a gift and you throw it away. Tampa almost won, but they. They missed a 54-yard field goal that would have sent the game into overtime. Oh, mm-hmm. Man, Cowboys needed them to win real bad. so uh, Would have made things a lot easier. Yeah. Now it's Well, just got to depend on New Orleans and Carolina to beat Atlanta. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, or one of those three have to – one of the three have to lose two games. Two games, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, it's, it doesn't just have to be Atlanta. So. Yeah, and I think, I think Detroit has to lose two. So. Oh, and yeah, in Detroit, which that you might have to be hoping Brett Hundley decides to have a game because the chances of the Bengals beating anybody is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof, that's tough. That's <laughs> but anyway, they can look across yeah. the day at Cleveland and see what that feels like. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sure. Or poor Jerry Lawler and his Cleveland Browns. Oh, anyway. Well, this isn't the football show, like you guys said, uh, but I just, you know, just kind of a few things where what's going on in our world. Uh, but yeah, we, we've got some more football to talk about. <laughs> when we get back with quick hits, we have wrestling and football joined together, and I promise you, it is wrestling discussion. We'll be right back with quick hits. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, guys, the XFL. Yeah, that's right. We remember watching that 30 for 30 and how we thought that was just a nice thing in the past. Well, guess what? There's a possibility of it coming back. Well, it may not be called the XFL, but Vince McMahon is interested in a venture back into the world of football, guys. And boy, this is exciting and kind of interesting and kind of strange all at the same time. Now, this is all rumors, but, you know, usually when it comes to rumors, there is some smoke and then the flames and then all of it starts to really kind of come to fruition. Uh, but what we're hearing is that Vince has got a trademark out for the UFL and uh, the United Football League is what they're going to call this thing. And looking into some other things and working on getting things together and, you know, proposing some you know teams out there even hearing the president himself may have a vested interest in this thing lots of different things going on behind the scenes let's start here though let's just go by this i mean we will probably find out january 25th of an official announcement but right now as we sit here sean i mean what do you think about this a new football league vince trying it again 
Well, first of all, there was a United Football League that did play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they bought the trademarks to that league and are going to use it so that they don't have to call it the XFL, I guess. So, you know, I guess they don't get the, you know, the whole branding thing, mm-hmm. even though everybody's going to call it that until they start playing and maybe they get some respect out of it. But, uh, you know, until we see what it is, I think it's hard to kind of get excited about it. Because you still have the behemoth of the NFL going around, and you have to see what what players you get. Are people interested in this? Where is it going to air? Uh, you know, how many teams are going to be in this? How much money has Vince really showing out for this? He already opened up a different company, you know, a different uh, company called Alpha Entertainment for this. It's not going to be named with WWE, thank God, because you really don't need those two mixing. We already saw what that what, with XFL, what that was like, and how that did not help things at all. Uh, using wrestlers to promote football and vice versa, that, that doesn't help anybody. So, you know, I think it's all about how if he learned the mistakes from the first XFL and what this is going to be like and you know, because this could go downhill very quickly and be just like the XFL where it only lasts one year. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is interesting. There's been thought, uh, and this is sort of ties into the Donald Trump point here too, but there's been thought since um, the late 70s and, and into the 80s that there were, could always be football going on year-round, and it didn't always have to be the NFL. There could be a secondary league to, to play during um, – the late spring, early summer uh, to sort of fill the gap. And and I certainly do think that there is enough demand out there to fill that. So if Vince is going to go that route, I think that's fine. Uh, Trump, however, has had a longstanding grudge against the NFL, which is where he sort of comes in since him and Vince have a relationship um, and all that great stuff. Uh, so, uh, and this dates back to the USFL days and, and obviously continuing into the present with, uh, with the whole people kneeling during the national anthem and all this other stuff. So there's been that whole side of the story too. I'm willing to bet that this is a done deal for Vince already, that he's going to give it another go. It'll be interesting to see if he keeps anything from the old UFL. Obviously they had a fair bit of different rules. Uh, for example, they didn't have the tuck rule. Uh, there's different rules for intentional grounding, all these other things. And if any of that gets combined with the XFL. So, uh, I, I don't know, but I do wager that this is basically in the bag that the announcement on the 25th will, in fact, be for a new football league. I mean, he is leveraging World <coughs> Rumble weekend to make this announcement, too. So, you know, there's there's that. Yeah. I, you know, it really intrigues me for the fact that what are we really going to get out of this? And the reason, you know, I think a lot of people aren't leaning towards XFL and probably Vince himself is because of the fact that the days of, hey, this is really awesome to see people kill themselves is over. Um, and we got more of a sympathetic culture and we're looking at CTEs and other injuries and the fact that, you know, the game of football has been deemed dangerous by, you know, many parents these days, you know, raising their kids and saying, hey, instead of playing football, we want you to play basketball or 
play badminton or something. We just are afraid. Um, and that's what's going to you know, be interesting here is are they going to kind of abide by that culture? Are they still going to go after the bloodthirsty folks, even though maybe the bloodthirsty folks may be in the minority now? I don't know. Um, but it just really makes me wonder where they're going to go with this and how those rules are going to be set in place and what we could expect. It, you know, in, in my personal opinion, if they wanted to go back and pretend this is the 90s or the nfl you could do the more of the laws and the rules and things like that to to allow them to play a little rougher than the nfl does but also about lawsuits and all those things that come into play now because well you know injuries are the biggest key and the thing that have really kept the nfl from doing a lot of things what do you guys think about that part of this sean well, I think that's the reason why they're not calling it the XFL is because all the stuff that made the XFL, the XFL is not going to be in this because it can't be. You can't have, uh, you know, stuff with the cheerleaders happening because you got sexual harassment lawsuits happening everywhere on God's green earth. It's like 2017 happened and we all suddenly figured out that sexual harassment happens. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, you got an NFL owner right now that's going to lose his team because, of, you know, because of something like that. So. Uh, it's you. You can't have that. You can't have the players whopping each other everywhere because you're going to have to have a concussion doctor, just like the NFL. Because guess what? If people are willing to leave the NFL that gives you all this money, you think they're going to go play in the UFL where you could? There's even bigger risk for you to get a concussion or something that takes you out forever, and you you can't even get an actual good and good job afterwards. Mm-hmm. So. There's going to be stuff on the NFL that he, whether people like it or not, it's going to have to be in this for player safety. So that's uh, that takes a lot of the stuff on the XFL out, which which made it you know special and the, why you called it that because uh, you know everything was extreme in in 2001, mm-hmm. uh, you know not so now. So that name's also kind of dumb, but it, I think that it's it's going to be and you know this we talk about you know TNA being or impact being WWE light and how bad that is. In this case, it is not bad to be NFL light mm-hmm. because you are running at a different time than the NFL. All people want is to be able to watch outside football year round. And if you can give them that and it's a competent league and maybe you get players that don't get drafted by the NFL go and go play in the UFL and and that keeps happening and it and it thrives, then it's good. You don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. You just got to give people football year-round and be good. Yeah. I also think uh, clarifying rules might be very helpful. If they can determine what is actually a catch, I think a lot of people are going to watch this show. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, too. Uh, They just need to have Des Bryant perform it uh, to (laughs) demonstrate whatever a catch is, right? And Dean Blandino, who no longer referees, can go and help that out. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can figure out whether butt cheeks and hands and other forms of your body count mm-hmm. as being in bounds or not, and you know, not make it this like twenty three page thing that you have to understand as to whether something equals one foot and two knees and whatever. I'm making a joke here, but <laughs> that that's really what it feels like sometimes. See, but yeah. you're not wrong. It feels like that's what it takes to understand what a catch is in the NFL, which is ridiculous. Yeah. 
So, yeah, you know, there you go. You win, UFL. You can figure out what a catch is in, like, two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all I know is what I've learned in my history of watching football, a uh, non-catch is usually someone who has a star on their helmet. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, here. yeah, sorry about yeah. that. Green Bay uh, jerks. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, moving on past this, this part, because, I mean, the, the football part of this is really interesting, but I think there's a lot to be found out. And these are just speculations on our part. We really don't know what's going to happen here. We just know that this is in the play. The one thing that we do know look at is WWE is, you know, Cutting costs, they're they're kind of trimming the budget back, and it seems like this could be for the reason that Vince is dipping into there and using some of that money to to put into this. And you know, hey, it's his company; he can do what he wants, and that's what corporations do, right? They move money around, they make decisions like this. And what do you think about that overall? I mean, Paul, I mean, it, it's interesting that we could be seeing you know WB kind of reforming their thing because this thing's going to happen. And I, I, if I'm remembering my, uh, basically my life correctly, I'm pretty sure whenever the XFL launched that they sort of started trimming back on the WWE side of things as well. Um, and, and this just basically makes a lot of sense. They've cut down a lot on the production. They've cut down on uh, a lot of other sort of things that maybe not everybody's going to notice to sort of trim everything down. And the the network's kind of been stripped bare. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know. even the staging for shows is is nowhere near as elaborate as it used to be. It's just very simple now. So, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot to it, and I think this is sort of what points in the direction that he is getting back into football. Is it sort of feels the same as the last time around? If you got to to live through what was the XFL and you were a wrestling fan at the same time. Well, also that was the last year that WWE was in the boom period. So, like right after when. You know, XFL died, and then WWE kind of sort of hitting a downtrend. Right. I, yeah. I also think, I mean, we're getting real close to the Invasion story as far as the XFL timeline goes, too. Um, so for all we know, we could just be misremembering, too, because obviously that wasn't the cheapest deal. I still think it was $2 million, $3 million to buy it. So, I mean, what do we know? But Right. Yeah, it, you know, there is a, a lot involved in this kind of stuff. And, you know, you have to make sacrifices to, to work on new projects. And that's probably what they're doing here. I mean, like you guys said, I mean, the, the, the talent that they don't need, of course, they can let them move on, do other things. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about their talent a little later on this, you know, part of the show. But I, I want to mention the fact that, you know, like you said, you're cutting down even on staging and lights and all that stuff. I mean, here, I, I think I heard them talk talking a ring of honor about how they can use their lighting system you know can can we use three light bulbs instead of 75 to, to you know so they're trying to figure that out so well the uh, good thing to come out of this is maybe triple h will finally have his moment that's uh that because vince will be preoccupied mm-hmm. that, that's a really interesting point that that could very well come to pass uh just I mean, if Vince is going to go all in and maybe he decides to focus his attention on this, you know, he's got the infrastructure now to sort of keep WWE going without him, essentially, and if he can just sort of let go of that control, if that's possible for him. Yeah, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? It would, because, I mean, all of us have always said Vince is not going to let 
that thing go until he's in the grave. And, uh, I mean, if it's, it's the truth and if it really works out that way, it'd be very interesting. And you know what, honestly, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, Vince alive and well, if things change up and to see his reaction to him. So, I don't know. This whole well, thing I mean, is really he cool. has always wanted to do something besides wrestling. You know. Yeah, I was about to say if this flies, then you know that's another one off the bucket list for him. Mm, that's true. That's true. And this is this is his version of vacation, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> paying for a lot of football players to. I mean, imagine where you know he's signing all those checks. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of people to pay. Yeah, uh, it really is. But hey, you, you don't have to pay him too much. I mean, think about the XFL guys; they barely got anything out of it. I'm oh, not sure these guys want. I don't think you can pay these guys as little as you did in the. This is a, uh, you know, many years on now. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, I think times change, but you'll you'll still not pay these guys as much as the NFL guys. I mean, you're you're not getting that kind of money, so. It could be oh. the same vein as the USFL, though, too, where they opened it up to people to buy franchises. So, in which case, they would have to pay for everything. He's just got to worry about overhead for the league after that. No, it's true. True. Very true. So, it, it, there's a lot here. This is really interesting, and I'm, I'm excited about following the storyline because this is not just going to affect wrestling, but this is also going to affect our sports uh, side of this too. And it's going to be kind of fun to, to see how the NFL reacts and all that. I'm sure they're not going to be overly thrilled, but they probably also won't worry too much. So, yeah. uh, but you know, there, like I said, there's a lot to this and I'm really kind of curious how this all works out. Uh, let's move on though. I, I do have a sad story. I know I, I usually don't start the, quick hits off with the, you know interesting stuff and then jump into a sad story but i'm not sure how many people out there know this guy i i remember him to an extent uh, i was a big wcw guy and this is kind of where this guy was known you got tom zinc uh and of course if you know him in wcw the z-man uh had passed away um, this past week and it's just kind of sad because he was not that old honestly uh this past weekend he died at the age of 59 and that's just a really bummer uh really big sad story uh but you know I, like i said not a huge name um but still it's kind of it's kind of sad here yeah this uh is um, tom zink was another one of these guys that got churned out of minnesota during uh, the eighties were seemingly all of the great wrestlers were coming out of from that time period, like you know, Rick Rude, Kurt Henning, I mean, the list goes on. I think, uh, the Legion of Doom started training there too. It's insane. But, uh, he had a quick cup of coffee with the WWF as well before moving on to WCW before it was WCW. Um, and was sort of there for that changeover, uh, tag team champion, television champion, six man champion over there. Never really a top guy, uh, and I honestly God, wouldn't be shocked if a lot of the younger people uh, listening to the show don't remember him. But if you're our age or older or roundabout, you might remember this guy. And he was, um, I mean, you know, he wasn't anything super special, but he was still pretty darn good in the ring, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I, just, I, I remember him, but not like a lot. I, I kind of, he was kind of a flash in the pan in my memory. Um so I know Sean. I'm not even sure if you, if you, do you did you remember he him? Was, or? Uh, he was part of a a tag team that was on WrestleMania, right? Or like that Strike Team or something like that. Strike Team was um, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Oh, okay, 
But he was he, on WrestleMania. He looks similar to... Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know he's on one of the WrestleMania because I've seen it various times. Mm-hmm. He was... I, uh, when he teamed with Rick Martel, they were known as the, the Can-Am connection. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. See? There you go. Mm-hmm. He got a little moment there. Yeah, early WCW, he teamed up with um, with Brian Pillman. So, I mean, he's sort of the second guy as opposed to the primary guy of the tag team. Okay. The yeah. Bobby Gennetti of the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. With all, without all the craziness. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know, uh, something else that's going on, and uh, Paul and I actually talked about this on our Monday Night Raw review. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble is going to happen, and uh, we kind of gave our piece. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it. But, Sean, I mean, I really want to know what you think about this now that it's official, it's announced. The Women's World Rumble. Wh- what are you looking forward to here? What, what do you think they're going to do with it and all? Uh, I think it's cool that they're doing it, right? I mean, this has been the year for let's do everything for the women and and give them their time to to have big matches that they haven't had before. And uh, I'm glad that they're continuing that trend. It's It's good for them. Uh, I, I think the people that are overreacting and going like, oh, my God, two Royal Rumbles. Oh, you got even on a different show and whatever. It's like, guys, come on. Obviously, if it doesn't work out, Vince is the first guy to be like, all right, this was cool, but we're not doing it next year. So, uh, you know, they've got to be able to go out there and, and make this a thing and make this something that the fans are excited about. If this goes over like a wet fart in church, then, you know, you're going to have to think about the longevity of this. We don't even know if there's going to be another money, women's money in the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, that that also could be a one-year wonder as well. So uh, let's just be excited that they get this and that it's a, you know, it's a dual-branded thing. You're probably going to have women's legends come back, you know, for this and uh, I'm sure Stephanie will may get involved because you know she's Stephanie. And uh, t- had they they haven't decided on a final number, right? So number it's has not, not been announced. Yeah, so I, you know it may not even be thirty; it could be less. Do you think it has to? It has to be thirty. Would you be? I mean, would you guys be okay with just twenty? I wouldn't be mad if it's not thirty. I mean, I think you have enough people. Mm-hmm. You have enough women on the roster that you could do 30, along with Legends and, you know, all that. Should they try to get to that number? If they if they can and make it work, yeah. But if they say it's 25 or whatever, I'm not going to be angry. But I know there's going to be people that be like, oh, it's not the same if it's not 30. You're you're hating on the women for five people. Like, you know how those people are. All the SJWs out there. That's why I asked. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think it's a great deal to see this. And, you know, WWE's all about making history. And I think this is a big reason why they're doing it. I don't think it's just about the women's division. I, I think it's. Oh, God. A- you know, they're going to say, oh, history 30 million times. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed to crap on it. So. 
Well, yeah, you're right, and that's what's so funny is, uh, you know, the end of Raw, you know, that's what me and Paul were kind of saying. It was so weird because they they went from having a, a match to having a brawl to having Stephanie announce this, and the show goes off the air. That's it. That's it. All she wrote. Really weird. So, very strange, and I know it's supposed to be a big deal. I mean, Stephanie even had to say, hey, this is the time where you go, yes, yes, yes. And then the crowd's like, oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think that's a great idea. I want to see the surprises. I want 30 because I want to see, heck, I'd love to see Trish come back just for short term. I think that's going to happen. I'd love to see even Lita, just people that we we really were big fans of back in the day. Uh, but I mean, I also want to see young stars come in. I'd love to see Popper Niven make an appearance. That'd be so cool. Or heck, anybody from the NXT brand coming up and just you know, even if they don't stick around. Yeah, forever. they have to have somebody that we haven't even seen on NXT show up just for the. Hey, we debuted somebody. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I, yeah, I mean, at thirty. If you do thirty, uh, and say you have both the women's titles on the line. Because uh, I, I have to think now with two Royal Rumbles, they're probably going to go four hours with this bad boy. Um, you have both the women's title matches on the line. That gets you down to about 20 uh, across both brands. So NXT and Legends is, is certainly a sure thing. I, I still would not be shocked at all if this is how they get Ronda Rousey on board as she's number 30 or something like that. Oh, hey, why not? Have Shayna also be in there. Yeah, you have Shayna. Maybe they square off. Ember would be great too. Have the NXT champ in there. Yeah, I, I saw Kyrie talking about it as well. So maybe she's in there. Uh, you know, I think it'd be also great to have. Uh, I'm blanking on her name right now. I apologize, but uh, the the trainer in NXT. Oh, Sarah Del Rey. When Sarah Del, what are you so funny just to uh, see her make an appearance? I, oh, I would lose my mind. I don't know how many other people would out there, but my God, I'd freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be really cool to say, "Hey, thank you for training all the the women that we have now." Mm-hmm. Even if she's in there for, you know, a couple minutes. Yeah, that's. I really true. love to see Beth Phoenix too. I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah. What about Santina? Would you be happy about Santina, John? Oh God, no. Why not? She she's she's won a battle royal. She's got experience, Sean. <laughs> you that no, because then the entire woman will be you had to have a man in there. <laughs> to, to, to have a women's battle royal, you had to have a man. What how wrong is this? You know, like God. Oh. I mean, we'll, that that whole thing that happened with James Ellsworth and Carmella will pale in comparison to to if you have any of that kind of joke stuff in there. Yeah, you don't just, think Billy would mark out if Santina comes out and then just gets the crack kicked out of him and tossed out by all the chicks in the ring? Well, yeah, that would be kind of funny. Yeah. No, I, I would like to see, but I'm just saying, you know how people are. That's true. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it'd just be fun. So I mean, they could always have Jeff Jarrett come back for that too. Oh dear God! Yeah, getting then... guitar in the head and hey, <laughs> <laughs> he needs the money, I'm sure. Uh, but 
Yeah, there's a a lot of things I love about Royal Rumble, but that's the best part is having the surprises, people you don't know or expect, right? So, uh, you know, this is going to be great, though. I'm just happy that the women are finally going to get a chance to do this. And, uh, yes, WB, you can toot your own horn, but uh, I just think it's cool. So. Uh, let's talk about someone else that'll be at that Royal Rumble show, uh, but may not be on a few shows coming up here, and that's Dean Ambrose. Uh, you saw on Raw where it looked like he kind of hurt his arm. Uh, well, you know, they're really looking at him. They want to do some uh, examining on that elbow, probably some x-rays and some other things. So it looks like that segment on Raw where you saw him beating up backstage and kind of throwing around there. That may have been meant for him to kind of be off TV. Um, so you could be lacking Dean Ambrose. Uh, we're lacking Roman Reigns at the moment. We're not really hearing why. There's no reasons given. Um, so, I mean, with all that said... The months again. I don't know. That What's in the water the that you're drinking, Roman? Yeah. <laughs> God. You're kissing people, Roman. God. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I have a feeling that Sammy Callahan found him. <laughs> Just saying. Now we learn the real reason why you can't be kissing people in New Japan. He's giving everybody yeah. a disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, wait, two thirds of the Shield guys are out, it looks like. Uh, this is. That reunion. Oof. I mean, Dean could end up being more long-term than Roman is because we don't exactly know what's up with Roman again. But uh, depending on if this elbow injury is something more serious than maybe a lot of us are thinking right now, who knows? Uh, But you got to think that Roman has to be back come Royal Rumble time. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Renee would take off at all if it's serious and he has to be at home. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. She probably will. She seems like the type that would work through it. Uh, they just, you know. Well, I mean, Dean also seems like the type to be like, I don't need you to be here. It's all right. He's like, I can wipe my butt. Okay, I got another arm. You know. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm the lunatic fringe. I'll find another. You know. He's out there rubbing up against the tree. I'm just wiping my butt and don't, don't, don't mind me. <laughs> this is how we did it in Cincinnati. Yeah. Some mental pictures uh, you don't really need out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, trust me, this is gentler than Renee. So, okay. uh, <laughs> You know, about how much the Bengals care about Marvin Lewis right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh boy, poor Ohio. You gotta feel bad. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where we're gonna have to, to really kind of get our minds around what's gonna happen with this whole thing. But you know, you're right, uh, Paul. I mean, we're probably gonna see Roman at the Royal Rumble, and it it will not bother WWE at all if they have Roman coming in there as a singles guy and doing what he's gonna do and putting the shield on the shelf until they get healthy. Mm-hmm. So. That's the way it usually works out. Uh, Chris Jericho uh, may be hanging out in New Japan a little longer than we expect. And he's got that big match against Kenny Omega coming up January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom. That's going to be really exciting. But, you know, people have been asking, are you going to stick around? Are you going to have any more matches? And he has been quoted as saying, wait and see. So, 
Ooh, that makes us think more on those things that you were kind of mentioning, I think, last week, Paul, about uh, Naito having a match with Chris Jericho, which excites me to no end. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, that's certainly not out of the question, especially with how much they've been sort of going back and forth outside of uh, what they've been doing with with Kenny and Chris Jericho, which is now a no disqualification match at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's that's kind of kind of neat as well, since the whole attacking everybody everywhere and busting each other open and or, or at least Kenny. So I don't know. I thought this was really cool. Uh, Jericho obviously isn't tied down to anybody anymore, so he can sort of do whatever the heck he wants. And if he finds a spot here in new Japan, as sort of being a guy they bring in, uh, maybe once or twice more to do, you know, wrestle Okada and Naito. Why not? Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, of course he's going to work uh new year dash. Cause that's what you do if you work wrestle kingdom. So, uh, you know, he'll be doing at least one more match there. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see him wrestling some of the other guys as well and what kind of reaction that gets. Yeah, I, it's just to me, I think this is going to be a really nice treat, right? I mean, Chris Jericho has pretty much done everything he can in the States, and, and for him to go there and wrestle at one of the hottest promotions in the world, it, it's just super awesome. Uh, I'm a big Chris Jericho fan, so of course I'm going to love it, but I think even people who just don't love Chris Jericho just love the idea of seeing you know, Jericho versus the best the New Japan has to offer. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a really cool deal. What happens to you if Jericho and Naito do come to blows in a match, Gary? What happens? You know, I don't know. I'm a little afraid. I'm a fl- <laughs> uh, Gary will not know what to do with himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, so what I really fear is uh, the Pinocchio effect happens. You know, every time he tells a lie, the nose gets bigger. Well, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, maybe I should stop there. Hashtag arouse comes back around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In long form, Paul. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just say my wife would not be displeased. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> She's like, you got one of those? Well, awesome. Well, all right. <laughs> know what I'm getting tonight, then. Yeah. Oh, boy. I better stop before. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. For the SEC. I mean, we've already had the football podcast on here, so, you know, we can, we can do with something else. Yeah, exactly. See? I'm going to watch out. I'm going to keep my P's and Q's in line. Uh, well, let's talk about something else that, you know, we're talking about some great things and going, we're doing highs and lows here. This is a roller coaster real quick here. So we go from a really cool high to talking about a really sad low. Uh, if you remember the guy, Justin Credible, um, from ECW, and he's also wrestled many of the places, WB included, he, you know, had had a history for a long time of alcohol and of drug abuse, and he had seemed to be getting his life back on track and, you know, trying to do some other things in independent wrestling. Well, recently, uh, actually just as recent as this past weekend, um, he arrived at a show drunk, uh, at Blix Creek pro. And in this, uh, he was supposed to cut a promo. The promoter said he was deemed unable to perform, but yet he did not want to hear that. And he went out and cut a, Drunken and slurred promo where the locker room had to escort him away uh, and take him out of the ring. 
And really what we're getting to know out of this whole situation is that he has been in WB's, uh, you know, rehabilitation system and it just has not worked. He's reached out to DDP to see if he can, you know, get his help. And boy, uh, this is just a really sad story, Sean. I mean, we've heard this guy's demons before, but just he can't get away from him. That's always sad to hear, you know, that... Somebody that it, it's hard enough to be clean, you know, and then when you relapse and you got to go through this whole ordeal again, not just it's one thing to do it in private and then have it just kind of come out and it gets reported and stuff like that. And it's another thing to just completely embarrass yourself like he did at an indie show. And this is much, this is even worse than the Scott Hall thing, what it looks like, because at least. He didn't go out there and and cut a promo and have the locker room have to carry him back out, so it's it's still pretty bad. Hopefully, DP can help him like he's helped so many others, and you can get him back on track. But just kind of sad. Uh, I mean, if uh, you really want to see it too, the it's out there floating on YouTube and and everywhere else, basically. So. Uh, it's out there for you to go see, but yeah, this is awful. I'm a, I was a big Just Incredible fan uh, when I got into ECW and all that. The it's just yeah, it's super sad to sort of see all this come back around and uh, basically resurface after he really fought hard to get sober and it just something's not working. So time to go to DDP, the miracle worker of uh, of wrestlers. Yeah, I, you know, and it's really crazy to think that, you know, even Scott Hall went to DDP and had trouble even following his program, but I think Scott Hall's been a lot better for it, and I hope at least Justin Incredible, even if he still has a few relapses, they're not as bad, and hopefully DDP Yoga can, can really work for him, so, yeah, boy, I just, I, it's such a sad story. Uh, there's also another story we've talked about in, in the past that was really sad, but may actually have a brighter, uh, you know, story here in the near future. Vader actually, you know, came out and said that his whole thing of he's only having two years to live is now more speculative of longer in life because he is getting healthier. His doctors say that he's actually on the upward swing. So this is really good news for Vader. I mean, I, I mean, Paul. I mean, anytime you get news like that from a doctor, it, it's amazing. Uh, I, I will make no bones about it. Vader's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Uh, I am so happy to hear this. Vader needs to live forever <laughs> and, and haunt children's nightmares for as long as we live. <laughs> what time is it? It's time for Vader to live, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm really happy for the guy. This is really, really cool. And, you know, so many times we come on here and say that someone's going to go or something sad's happening, but it's just nice to have a story like that. He's doing better, so really cool to see. Uh, we're also hearing uh, talk stir up again about some other things, and those other things are War Machine. Yeah, that's right. War Machine is rumored to hit WWE. In the near future, and they've already decided to, to leave Ring of Honor. Sean, I mean, 
this is a big tag team. This is a team that really could help WWE. Um, maybe not for the help of <laughs> Harper and Rowan. Those two guys may be seeing their jobs disappear if they're not careful. Um, but yeah, this is a big deal. This is kind of cool. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, I mean, we've heard this rumor before, so mm-hmm. I gotta kind of temper expectations there a little bit. Uh, they do have matches scheduled, and they do really enjoy New Japan, so uh, that's something to keep your eye on. But, I mean, we know that for a long time they really wanted Raymond Rowe, and it always felt like he wasn't going to come by himself because they've really worked well as a tag team. Just uh, I'm not going to necessarily get too excited until we hear a lot more about, oh, they've signed and stuff like that. Yeah, we know WWE now waits uh, three months until after your contracts are all expired, and they still they're they're working Wrestle Kingdom um, coming up here for the for the six man tag titles. They're teaming up with Michael Elgin. Naturally, that means they're probably going to work New Year's Dash. I don't know how much longer is necessarily on their deals with New Japan, um, so we'll just sort of have to wait and see. I don't know how much time's left on their ROH deal either, so we could be talking somewhere in the middle of next year. I just where do they fit on the roster at this point in time? Because, I mean, NXT, to me, is still pretty full. I mean, they could always use tag teams for sure, but, I mean, it's just... I'm having a hard time placing them in a roster that it already has so many people on it, you know? Uh, it's very true. I mean, uh, if you look at the SmackDown tag division, sure, it's got some, you know, really strong teams. The Usos, the New Day... And they have some, you know, I guess you'd say just right below that, you know, teams like, you know, Benjamin and Gable. Then on Raw, you got the Bar. Yeah, you got, of course, you know, the other great, you know, teams that you like to talk about, like the Shield and guys like that. But, I mean, I, I think War Machine's just such a great talent. I think they can join up, even though the, the rosters may have the spots kind of filled. I don't know. It, it, you're, you're right, though. It is kind of difficult. It, it's You want to find the best place for them to be successful. And I'm not really... Sure, I know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna, you know, hope that they do get a chance to to do what they want to do, and if they want to join WWE, I'm game. I want to see what they can do. I'm really excited about it too. So I'd love to see them taking on the revival. That'd be so oh, much fun. Oh boy, what a match! Oh, I know. <laughs> just thinking about it now makes me oh. so happy. So that would be some great things there. Oh. Lots of great combinations for those guys. That's why I'm excited. Uh, well, there's something else to be excited about. The Ring of Honor has decided to have a women's championship belt. That's right. They're going to have their own, and they are looking forward to it. In 2018, they're going to have a tournament to decide which woman will be getting the women's Ring of Honor title. I mean, this is something else, Paul, that is really kind of cool and, and is something that I think is a long time coming. Yeah, it only took them forever to get to this point, but... Uh, this is coming out of final battle, essentially, and this is really cool, too, because they had Mayu, uh, Mayu Watani there representing Stardom, uh, which got a lot of people sort of hyped up for what could possibly come. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if it still has the same buzz that it had with the sort of earlier stuff, and it seems to sort of disappeared almost to me, but... Better late than never. If they think they finally have the talent now to put something together and keep a division going, then um, I'm all for this. I've been a big fan and proponent of Women of Honor for 
since its inception almost. So I'm, let's see what they got. Are they going to start putting them on the shows with the guys, or that is it still going to be separate? Because uh- <laughs> I mean, I feel like with the way. You know, I know Shimmer and and Shine and all that have their own shows, and that's fine. But I, I think with like American companies, we're just so used to them being—they're not segregated. And I feel like with ROH, you're going to have to eventually take that step. Mm-hmm. You know, to, for people to really take it seriously and not have it be like, oh, this is the pre-show to, uh, you know, whatever show we're we're doing today, and and not. I mean, you got to treat it with. Respect, and I, th- I think that's the thing. There's going to be people that may not take it seriously until you make them feel like they're equals and they're put on the same show. Uh, that's a that's a terrific point. I would like to think that they're going to have the tournament air on television because other why else announce it on the pay per view? Um, unless they really are just that desperate for YouTube hits or something. But if you're not airing on TV, I don't really see the point of having the tournament to me. So. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. It's interesting, and I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, though, overall, because I think that they're going to try to hype it up. They're going to try to make it a big deal, and they should. Uh, they really should, and I hope that it works out in the best, you know, for them. So, uh, one last thing here: we need to talk about Apollo Cruz. Uh, Apollo Cruz, of course, is not really being used a ton. Uh, of course, and really barely at all, at least on TV. Uh, and he is actually going to be headed to Preston City Wrestling. That's right. Uh, Preston City Pro Wrestling will be hosting a tournament and uh, the Road to Glory, and he'll be joining that tournament. And this is an agreement made between them and WBE. So this is all even killed. He's not being fired from WBE or anything like that. He's actually, you know, just kind of working for another promotion. It's kind of like their own version of uh, uh, what do you call that? A uh, Excursion, so sort of. Um, it, it, it could very well just be a, a one-off performance or all that too. But he's a former champion for the company. Is one of the reasons why he's doing this. Uh, the notable thing out of this, though, is that this is another UK company that they're working with. So, um, the brand expansion, at least over there, as far as who they're working with and who they want to work with, seems to to have grown at least past the uh, the two that they have with Progress and uh, Insane Championship Wrestling. Wow, that is really interesting. I think that's kind of a really sweet deal to kind of see that they are working. I, I've been waiting for so long. I want to see ICW on the network so bad. <laughs> I really wish they would do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really, you know, neat to find them doing this type of things because, really, I, I never thought it would ever happen, and here they are doing it. So mm-hmm. I really kind of hope we see more of this, to be honest with you, Paul. Yeah, I, I like this idea a lot, too. This is a great way to sort of at least expand, if you have a territory in mind, sending over people that obviously either have history with a promotion over there, like they've done this with Finn Balor before too, where they've allowed him to make non-wrestling appearances for Progress and and other promotions around the country. But, I mean, they they have ins, whether they realize it or not, with with Attack Pro Wrestling over in Wales uh, because it's owned by Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. So, I mean, they, they have a lot of opportunities over there to continue to grow the brand until they get that TV deal in place. Mm-hmm. Which is very valuable, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, mean, I 
I just look at that and really, you know, get excited about seeing this kind of stuff happen. So, but yeah, uh, that pretty much rounds out our quick hits. You know, uh, there you go, guys. We, we had a lot of fun things to talk about there. Uh, we're about to talk some Ring of Honor uh, and, you know, it'll be this week's TV taping. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead and talk to Ring of Honor. Oh, well, it seemed goofed up on me, but you all know it by now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't really do that song. That's, yeah, can't, yeah, can't mimic I that one. I practice that, I think, before I try to acapella it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's not a whole lot in relation to the pay-per-view as per usual here. Uh, we do, however, get a very fun main event and a whole lot of sort of other stuff. So, um, to open the Addiction take on Coast to Coast, uh, they end up falling to the Addiction here after, uh, I believe, Shah- or excuse me, LSG eats the uh, best melter ever. This was kind of rough for me. The addiction, obviously, uh, age is starting to catch up with them. You can see it much more plain uh, than I think you have been able to in previous years. And I C2C, Coast to Coast, they're still young. And I don't think it's ever been more apparent than in this match, just in their execution of their offense. Some of it was not uh, the most smooth smoothest, you know, sort of transitions or, or execution of anything I've seen before. So for a team that's gotten a lot of TV time and a lot of push as far as trying to get them up the ladder um, and tell a story with these guys, it seemed like a little bit of a step back as far as the performance went. Yeah, I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you. I really wanted to see Coast to Coast and see him perform better and I thought this would be a great time to really showcase it against a veteran team like the Addiction, but it just really wasn't there as much as I wanted it to be. And, you know, they they did decent. I I don't want to hate on these guys too much. I think they did an okay job. It's just it just didn't reach the potential. And it kind of bums you out a little bit. I think you're right. It's kind of funny you're mentioning that because I kept thinking to myself, boy, I think it's great that you still see Daniels do all the things that he does, but he still looks old. <laughs> and and it's just too apparent, and it's not fun to to really kind of think about the fact that this guy is really on his way out the door. He just has to be. And then Kazarian's no spring chicken himself. So it's it's really kind of interesting to see this whole thing take place with these young guys. And I think that in the end of the day, um, you know, I think, the, the promo that was cut by Coast to Coast, which I'm sure you're going to mention here, it brings you to a possibility of, well, maybe they're going to do other things. Maybe they're not going to tag anymore. Maybe they feel like these guys are better single stars, but I don't know. Yeah, in the post-match here, LSG uh, grabs the microphone, and he's upset at the fact that Coast to Coast continues to fall short in matches that matter. Um, they, they've been on Future of Honor quite a bit. They've won matches there, but they haven't won anything real big on ROH TV or on pay-per-view or anything like that. And he sort of asks Ali what they're going to do about it. And Ali says, you know what? We either win our next match together on ROH TV or we call it a day and we go our separate ways. Uh, quote, do or die, as it were. Uh, they both seem to agree on the idea. This is the first time we've really seen these guys cut a promo, and I, I have to say Ali, I think, is light years ahead of LSG, who seemed a little uncomfortable, whereas Ali brought a lot of energy to the to the microphone, which I really appreciated. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think both guys and what they were, you know, trying to get across here, it makes sense, and they, especially for the fact that they're not winning, and I think that, that was good. I think that, you know, this could even, you know, maybe build up to a feud between the two or, you know, maybe just had to go splitsville. Who knows? But I think it makes sense, and you've been waiting to find out if these guys even cared if they lost matches, and now you know they do care. And now it does take an effect on them, and that's, that's appreciated because for a while now I've been kind of wondering what's Coast to Coast supposed to do or what are they supposed to mean if they just continue the losing streak. So I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, we move on. Shane Taylor takes on Eli Isom. Uh, who apparently has some history on the Future of Honor. I haven't watched a lot of that. So um, he he basically gets squashed here. Uh, he tries a couple of chops. They prove hilariously ineffective as Shane Taylor basically just destroys him and uh, ends up getting the win via knockout with, with his right hand. So uh, Ring of Honor paying attention to, to that move, wanting you to make it, you know, make it believable that it is dangerous and can win out of nowhere, which is nice. We don't see a lot of other promotions in the U S really try and go about doing it this way. Um, as far as trying to get moves over like that. And I mean, big show had, they, tr- you know, they WWE did that with his punch, but it was always through angles. It wasn't really through him winning matches with it all the time. Yeah, and, you know, I think there is a place for this. I really do. And I think Shane Taylor's that guy do it, too, because you just see that the pure mass, the strength, everything that he entails. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to get punched in the mouth by that guy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I think it worked out the right way. I think that Shane Taylor in this match didn't have to – to really do too much. I mean, yeah, I'm glad for everything he did, but, you know, he was just so imposing and it really made his point known pretty early uh, about what he was going to do. So I appreciate it. It was his co-wash, yes, and, but I think it did help Shane Taylor. I agree with you entirely. Uh, they, they sort of get his character over in this, too. At least commentary talks about him doing all this for his daughter, but he sort of plays the nice guy until Eli starts hitting him and, uh, after that, it's all murder train from there, which is which is kind of nice too. So, mm-hmm. uh, we get a young bucks promo introducing Kenny Omega to everybody because the elite will take on the best friends and Rocky Romero in the main event, which uh, I was super hyped to find out as I started the episode this week. Um, then you go to this; it's Coleman's pulpit with Brandy Rhodes and. Brandy, this is obviously, I think, the side of wrestling that Brandy's the most comfortable with. She's obviously very comfortable talking. Um, she, she is super pretty, too. But uh, this segment just did not hit home with me. They talk about uh, her appearing, or her being on the new WAGS TV show, which is Weiss and Girlfriends of Sports Stars. Uh, that's coming up on, uh, I forget what channel is it. It's not Lifetime, but something uh, like that. Uh, yeah. And in a genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they talk about her uh, not being able to win in Women of Honor yet, which, of course, she's only had two matches, and she's lost both of them. Uh, and she sort of kind of puts Caprice back in his place as he tries to sort of get in her head, and they bring up how she, you know, Caprice believes that she, he thinks that Brandy is trying to use her association with Cody to essentially get a leg up in Ring of Honor, and she shuts that down, too. Lots of polka dot jokes. 
Um, even compares her to Sapphire at some point. They talk about her figure skating career. I, it's, it's sort of all over the place. It's not necessarily super focused. It's just sort of there to get Brandy some screen time. I, it was a segment. I, I don't know if I can call this good. Yeah. Okay. To, to be honest with you, this was just almost like uh, we want Brandy to talk. Mm-hmm. So Coleman, let her talk. And, and yeah, so it also felt like it was one of those silly conversations that you would you know watch on TV if it was like a parade. You know yeah. how they had the parade, the, the Macy's Day parade, and exactly. they're just sitting there. Yeah, they're just chatting because there's nothing going on. It's a freaking float going by right. <laughs> and that's what this felt it felt like we should be watching floats and other things pass by very slowly uh so yeah i mean i get it you gotta pump up brandy you gotta make her happy you gotta make cody happy it's all a, you know a sexy time but for the most part it's just the appearance the actual content sucks yeah i and they they clearly want Brandy to be a name for them. Um, so I would expect, especially with the Women of Honor title announcement coming around, that she's going to be in that tournament. She's only been wrestling a year, and um, we've seen her in Impact. Her matches uh, for Women of Honor online on their YouTube page, if you want to go check those out. It's. I don't know. I just. She's not really there yet. You know, she's still very green, I think, every time you see her in the ring, and it kind of shows. Yeah, and you know it takes time. This is nothing that she can just do overnight. I know it sounds great, you know, married to a you know a professional wrestler, married to a guy that has a big family heritage and lineage in the world of wrestling. That none of that matters. She, she's got to do it on her own. And uh, you, you know, we'll we'll see if she ever gets there. Um, but right now, she's just not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, we we sit through all this to finally get to this superb main event with uh, the best friends of Rocky Romero, Beretta, and Chucky T taking on the elite, the, the elite of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I I absolutely adored this match, Gary. Uh, Kenny comes out with Adam Page as part of the six-man titles. It's everything I think you would expect it to be. There's lots of flippies. There's lots of super kicks. It's uh, a lot of the best friends shenanigans are here. I love... Love, love that Beretta and Chucky e. T hugging in the center of the ring gets the Rainmaker <laughs> camera effect. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, it was great. I can't deny that. I really enjoyed that as well. <laughs> so wonderful. Uh, they they kind of sell up that the Rocky Romero, Beretta, and Chucky e. T are still having issues working together, which I think is sort of a nice subtle storyline since they're all sort of jealous of each other's relationship with each other's different tag team partners thing is it's a weird sort of triangle here uh this goes the way you think it would though the elite end up winning it with a cease and desist after a one-winged Meltzer driver um which was pretty cool there's a lot of really nice innovative offense especially from the best friends uh who i think the elite made look phenomenal throughout this match too even though they're all super talented guys but this is just a great match if you if you haven't seen it or if you have a way to go watch it it's on fight tv um, for free, absolutely go check this out. This is wonderful. Oh yeah, and you know I'll say it again. I always do. You got the mon- mon- uh, the young bucks involved. Their money, 
and that's what this match was. It was just full of money. It was great. It was exciting. The best friend stuff, like you said, Paul, it has a lot of things involved rather than just being, you know, friends and all this. They they're actually, you know, a, a group of guys who, you know, very easily could go against each other, and the next thing you know, the the tide has turned. Um, so I think that's another interesting part of this. It's, it's, it's really kind of cool though, to have these big matches to, to see what they, you know, have take place. And I don't know. I mean, I think it was definitely a great way and a great, you know, interesting part of the show to, to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy every time ring of honor gives us these kind of matches. Uh, I mean, Kenny Omega getting the reaction, a very, very loud reaction here too which i thought was really cool uh just because i don't think a lot of the larger audience ever really gets to see kenny omega stateside or, or in canada or anything like that and just seeing how much of a superstar this guy is on this side of the pond it really helps hit home that new japan has somebody uh who who can go out and just go anywhere and pop a crowd and and, and is bringing those fans into that promo- I, it's it's just so nice to see all of that work transition over onto television i think that's really cool yeah i totally agree and that's uh that's it for ring of honor this week they will have an episode next week for for christmas uh they hyped up a special 10-man surprise tag team match however the heck that's gonna work out <laughs> yeah i thought the same thing uh, my gift would be just uh a chaos so <laughs> we'll see how it all works out for all we know <laughs> oh god yeah that's true i'm sitting here you know Oh man! So there, you know, you never know what's going to happen here. Ah, uh, boy. Uh, well, there you go. That wraps up our show for tonight. We really appreciate everybody who just came and checked out the show tonight. Make sure if you haven't done it already, go subscribe, rate, and review over at Rest Under the Max or the W2M Network. If you've already done it, we really appreciate it. Make sure you do go subscribe. Uh, at Wrestling to the Max, though, because it'll get you all of our great stuff right in one nice package, right? And that's what you want because it's, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to navigate or the W2M Network, whatever one you choose. If you choose a network, you'll get everything W2Mnet.com has to offer. And trust me, W2Mnet.com has a lot to offer, so go check that place out. Make sure you go, and when you do, you go check out all the different sections. we got video games. we got sports. We also have uh, entertainment along with wrestling. So try, uh, just everything you want right there in one nice place uh big love for 411mania.com and last world for wrestling.com they do a lot for us when it comes to to support so we appreciate all that they do uh and of course you know once again we thank you so much for coming and joining us this week it's been a lot of fun we love talking wrestling and we're glad you joined in with us this week make sure you guys have a safe holiday and we will be seeing you guys on friday morning until then if you're not living life to the max not living life at all. You know it. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, Go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. From our family to yours, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.